Hey there, I'm Krista, your host for the Birding Tools Podcast. Each week, I'll delve into the wonderful world of birds for birding beginners and those wanting to get the lowdown on what goes into bird watching and identifying birds. Let's get started. First, I wanted to let you know that I have a free guide to learning all about bird identification. After going through this workbook, you'll know about the five keys to bird identification, size and shape, color and pattern, behavior, habitat and distribution, and sound. When you understand the main components of identifying a bird, you'll begin to feel more confident with your birding and identification skills. This process will not just help you with identifying birds by sight and sound easier, but it will also help deepen your connection with nature. To get this free guide, just visit the podcast show notes at birdingtools.com. A lot of people are switching over to birding phone apps or applications only, instead of using a physical guidebook with them for a multitude of reasons. But there's still a lot of utility and usefulness in having a physical guidebook with you. I'm going to preface my discussion by starting out that I love my physical guidebook, my sibling guide to North American birds specifically, so I bring it out nearly every time I go birding. Yes, it's something I carry, but I just prefer referencing this guide rather than flipping through pages on my phone, as well as for other reasons. I'll get into more here. The idea is that by presenting information about these apps, you'll have information you need to test and try out things so that you can make an informed decision about what works best for you. Remember, that's what birding's about. Finding the tools and processes that make you feel most fulfilled in your birding experience. So why would you want an app over a physical guidebook? One, people don't really want their guide to get dirty or messed up. Guides aren't cheap and you sort of want to cherish them and might not really want to take them out as often. Of course, I love a well-worn book. To me, they're meant to be used and loved, so this doesn't really bother me. I'll also say that I've used my field guides in a number of elements and circumstances outside and they're still completely usable. Two, apps like the Merlin Bird ID app make identification a snap by clicking through different identifying factors of a bird you're seeing and the output being a list of possible birds based on the information you provided. That's a pretty nifty from an identification standpoint. Apps also often show the photos of similar looking bird species that you could confuse with the one you've looked up. So for example, if you look up that you think you're seeing a northern cardinal, a summer or scarlet tanager will also pop up to show you the difference in what these birds comparatively look like. Three, physical field guides can be heavy. There's no doubt that a book of nearly a thousand bird species for North America becomes pretty hefty. If you're into identifying waterfowl or raptors, the Crossley ID guide is one of the most comprehensive of its kind, but it's massive in size, and unfortunately, unless you're hanging out at a watch point or a blind, you aren't likely to carry that around with you as much. This is also why I love the Sibley Guide of Western or Eastern North America, because the guide is a lot more manageable to handle without sacrificing quality or details, since it just splits the continent in half. Four, apps are quick. A couple of clicks on your phone and voila, you've got birds at your fingertips and any of the descriptions or identifying features and factors that you need to know to identify a bird. And five, apps have bird songs. And I'll say this is my personal favorite reason for having a bird app on my phone. Just as I talked about last week on the podcast, learning bird songs is difficult and takes a lot of time and practice. But having a way to listen to the sounds a bird you think you're seeing or hearing is really helpful. Okay, so here's why having a bird app isn't necessarily the best thing over having a physical ID guide. And remember, I'm not saying this to disparage bird apps, 
but I just want to make sure that you're making an informed decision and you have all the information available to you to have the best birding experience possible and find the tools that are going to work best for you. So one, unless you plan to bring out a solar or portable battery charger, using your phone constantly and being on the phone app can drain your battery. Remember that whenever you're out birding, it's not a bad idea to have a phone or a way to communicate with people just in case something goes wrong while you're out there. And if you're like me, you want your phone to be charged up so you can use your Google Maps to navigate you back home after your birding excursion. Two, apps can take up a lot of space. Depending on the app, there will be certain packages that allow you to download only portions of parts of the country or continent because of space requirements. But make sure that you account for this based on what else you already have on your phone and the specs of your phone to see what it can process and handle. Three, while birding apps like the Merlin Bird ID are free and some others allow limited capability on a free function, a lot of really good and comprehensive ID guides aren't free iBird Pro, for example, is around $15 to purchase it, which actually isn't a lot, but just keep that in mind that it isn't free. Four, you actually have to be on your phone. Don't get me wrong, I love my phone and I love technology. It's how I get to talk to you over this podcast today. But especially this year, so much of our time and work is spent on the computer or phone, and I love to be able to disconnect from my phone every once in a while and just pick up a book. There's something more rejuvenating to me about it, likely because I can't get distracted by other notifications or emails or whatnot coming in and just focus on birds for a bit. Five, a number of birders have also mentioned that certain parts of the world don't yet have comprehensive app systems set up for the birds found there, and that getting a physical guidebook is the way to go. The packages offered by the Merlin Bird ID app, for example, are really getting to other parts of the world and there's only a handful of places left that they haven't covered or where there isn't already a really good list of the possible birds that you could find there and a pack that you could download for that location. But for some places, it's still best to just stick with a physical guide, especially if you don't want to have to worry about data usage while you're in another country, for example. Six, I find physical field guides a lot easier to reference in the field when I'm comparing different birds. In apps, it's not as easy to slide between pages or search for a good comparison of all the birds in a particular family, for example, all on one page, or see a good side-by-side along with a range map and a description. Often in apps, you need to swipe between different pages to get a good view of all of these different details for even one bird, much less multiple birds. My recommendation is to have both at your disposal. Have a guide that you love to reference and know how to use to your best advantage, and you can listen to episode number three about how your field guide is organized and tips for using your field guide, as well as an app that works well for you and gives you the features that you desire. I also want to point out that people use these two tools for different reasons. There are more experienced birders that know four-letter banding codes, for example, which is a shortened and standardized code used for birds in the banding and survey world to make it easier to record the bird's information, which I can get into in more detail another time. But if you already know the birds you're seeing and have a general idea of what it could be, you could easily look up the banding code or the word warbler in your app to see which warbler species pop up. But that's also assuming that when you look at a bird, you already know it's a warbler. Not everyone can do that. The Merlin Bird ID app, which I know I reference a lot, but just get used to it because it's a really fantastic app, especially for birding beginners is perfect for those who are just starting out because it's so intuitive and going through four of the five keys to bird identification to give you a list of possible birds. But as far as learning how to identify birds, there's a lot of value in being able to use a physical ID guide to compare and contrast the birds you're seeing. Now that we've looked at the pros and cons of having a bird ID app, let's get into some of the top apps out there and everything you need to know about them to make an informed decision about which might work best for you. 
I'm going to be linking to information about each in the episode show notes at birdingtools.com. So if you'd like to go on and compare, feel free. I'll also be focusing on apps that incorporate North America, but some I'm mentioning do cover other parts of the world and are also really fantastic. And before I start, I'd like to mention that I am not including eBird on this list because it's not used specifically for identifying birds. Rather, it's used to list birds and look up other lists. eBird's website also specifically recommends using the Berlin Bird ID app for determining the identification of a bird. And with that, I'll start with the Merlin Bird ID app since I've already mentioned it a few times. The Merlin Bird ID app was created by the Cornell Lab of Ornithology as an easy and streamlined way to walk through bird identification by asking about key factors in identifying birds. The incredible thing is that it's free, and there aren't a million ads blocking down the app for it to be free either. Other than the space it takes up on your phone and the data that's required to use it out in the field, you're not paying for the app itself. You will need about 500 megabytes of free space on your phone, and I'll say that the Merlin Bird ID app is actually the app that takes up the most storage on my phone, but by deleting unwanted photos or videos and backing those up to the cloud or elsewhere, you can create space and it'll be well worth it. Incredibly, this app currently has content for over 7,500 species around the world, which is three quarters of the world's bird species. At the time of this recording, they are still adding to their lists in West, Central, and East Africa, as well as Southeast Asia and Antarctica but most of the rest of the world looks fairly complete. The Merlin Bird ID app will recommend a specific pack for you to download and use based on your current location, which is really nifty. Let me chat about the different features and functions for a minute. First, you can look up all the birds in your bird pack by name, which is great if you already have an idea of the bird you want to look up or look at. Next, Merlin provides what I think is one of the best functions in a bird app for those birding somewhere new or getting to know birds better. It walks you through step-by-step specific components critical to determining a bird's identification to give you a list of possible birds based on the criteria you enter. So at the beginning of the episode, I mentioned the guide I have learning the five keys to bird ID. And these, other than sound, are what you walk through in this app to make an identification of a bird. So first, you're asked for your location, which is important for the fact that geography and distribution is a critical part in determining which birds may be where. Then you're asked for the date you saw the bird, another important factor since not all birds are residents and may not be found at the location you put in at the time of year that you're noting. You'll then enter the bird's overall size from sparrow sized or smaller to goose sized or larger. Take an average guess here with the size as the app is pretty forgiving and will still give you some birds that are various sizes just in case. You'll then be asked to list one to three main colors the bird has on its body. The more detail that you're able to get for this, the better, if you can, as this will help narrow down the search even more. Just a little tip for this, look at the primary body colors and any colors that distinctly stand out on the head, wings, or tail other than the body. You'll then note where you saw the bird, whether it was flying in the air, swimming, eating at a feeder, in trees, and more, so you know, anywhere you saw the bird. And this is the habitat component of bird ID because you won't see an American robin swimming or wading, but you will likely see it foraging on the ground. Then once you've entered in all those different criteria, super easy step-by-step, a list of possible birds will then come up where you can then listen to sounds of the different birds that come up in the list and find out more information about each species. If your bird species is on that list, which it should be, you click yes, this is my bird, and your sightings will be saved in the application. You can also integrate your Merlin sightings directly into the eBird app, but I will note that you can only integrate the sightings you make through that step-by-step ID function, not the general lookup function that I mentioned earlier. Oh, and I don't want to forget the photo identification feature. 
If you upload a reasonably clear photo of a bird into the app, you'll see that it makes recommendations for possible birds it could be, which is really cool. So it's no wonder that this is one of the most popular bird apps to have on your phone. Other than the fact that it's free, it's really intuitive and easy to use, and it doesn't use a whole lot of extra steps to help you in the bird identification factor. It just gives you five points for you to walk through for you to try and figure out what the identification of the bird you're seeing is. One of the next popular bird apps is the Sibley app. This shouldn't exactly come as a huge surprise because the physical guide is also so great. Of course, the app is backed and created by David Sibley himself, so his incredible illustrations are included for nearly all bird species in North America. What I love about having an illustrative guide in general, also for a physical guidebook, is that it gives you a sense of the overall field markings found on the bird, which isn't always represented in a photo. Plus, he includes illustrations of birds perching and in flight, which is critical for identification purposes as you're going to spot birds in different positions in all kinds of light. While the app isn't free, there is the option to test it out with a small subset of species just to see how you like it. At the time of this recording, the app is $19.99, which is a great price considering everything that's included. One of the most helpful features is the smart search, allowing users to search by refined location and month, as well as habitat, size and shape, and color and distribution of the bird. See how those keys to bird ID keep popping up everywhere for figuring out which bird you're looking at or hearing? Plus, you can keep a personal list of the birds you've seen and back them up onto your Google Drive account, which is really useful. So as you're identifying birds and searching for them, you can add them to your list as you go really easily. Of course, since it's an app, you're going to get some of the features that you wouldn't necessarily get in his amazing printed guide, particularly the sounds that birds make. And finally, something that not all bird apps allow for, you can compare two birds side by side. The Sibley app takes up about 650 megabytes of space, which is hefty, but don't forget that there are a ton of features, songs, images, and other helpful content included for all of North America. If you're a fan of Sibley's printed field guide to the birds of North America, which I know I've mentioned a ton of times before, but it's my most favorite field guide, then you're really going to like this digital version if you're looking to switch over to a phone app guide. The next app I'll cover is by Audubon. Of course, as the name implies, this birding app is created by the Audubon Society, and since Audubon is a North American organization, that's where the birds are focused. Incredibly, the Audubon app is free to use, other than giving over your email address when you first log into the app. Of course, you can always opt out of the emails they'll send you later if you find they aren't pertinent to you, but I do enjoy the updates I get on bird news and information from them. The base of the app itself is approximately 100 megabytes to download, so it's not super extensive. However, the field guide portion of the app needs to be downloaded if you want to look up birds when you don't have internet connection of any kind, and that takes about 350 megabytes. You don't have to download the package directly onto your phone, but Audubon does recommend doing this if you're planning on birding offline. This is pretty useful because you aren't always able to look up those birds if you don't have an internet connection. The Audubon app has a pretty slick setup as the first screen you see has your sightings and total birds seen as a tally, as well as any alerts that you've set up to be notified if a particular bird is nearby. So you can add your sightings as you go. The field guide also allows you to search by individual, family group, or alphabetical order. And I must say that the listing is quite extensive as far as information goes for the birds, including their descriptive information, where they're found, at least one image and song, But two other things I think are super useful in the field guide are the corresponding sightings tab for the individual birds to see if that same bird has been sighted nearby, pulled from eBird hotspot listings, as well as a listing of similar birds you could potentially confuse the bird in question with. 
Now, here's the cool thing. They've also added an identify a bird button on the front page of the app where you can enter your state in the US or province in Canada, the month, and a variety of features that you can click through to aid in bird identification. It provides a lot more detail than Merlin's similar feature, but it adds a few more components, including voice, wing shape, and tail shape. For more advanced birders, this is super useful, but for beginning birders, I think that the more streamlined and less complicated version in Merlin makes it easier to use. So the Audubon app is great and a really good contender for a primo bird guide in the United States and Canada. And since it's free, it's definitely worth checking out to see how you like the functionality and features they offer compared to the other apps on this list. So Birdseye is the next guide app that birders highly recommend checking out, and it's created by Birdseye Nature Apps. I'll get into the functionality in just a minute, but one of the things that I love about this app is the worldwide context it provides. Photos and descriptions are provided for birds in every continent other than Antarctica, and songs for North American birds are pulled from the Macaulay Library database, which is the Cornell Lab of Ornithology's Animal Sound database. What makes Birdseye unique from other birding apps is that it's free to download the app itself, and then BirdEyeZ packages are available for regions around the world for monthly or annual membership cost. With the free version of the app, you're still able to access around 100 of the most common birds in your area, which is perfect for beginners. And then you'll get information about birds reported near you, as well as birding hotspots to determine where birds are located, including those not found on your life list. Incredibly, the app integrates with eBird where you can download your life list to track the birds you're seeing and, and I especially love this, you can connect to Xenocanto, which is a comprehensive sound file website where contributors send in audio files of birds around the world. If you've listened to my previous episode about bird mnemonics, those clips came from Xenocanto, and I really recommend checking out their site if you're interested in birdsong. Now, the paid memberships vary in price based on location, so the world membership where you get access to photos and descriptions of all birds around the world is $4 per month. Or if you're just going to do North America, for example, it would be $2.50 a month to also include bird sounds from the Macaulay Library along with some of the other features. Specifically for the North American Guide, the descriptions are written by Ken Kaufman, who is a known name in the birding world, especially for writing his own field guide for birds, as well as writing Kingbird Highway, his memoir, but also contributing to Birds in Blooms and Birdwatcher's Digest. So you're getting the best of the best descriptions of where and how to find these different birds within North America, as well as the different descriptions of how to identify those birds with the North American Membership Package. I'll also note that the majority of apps are going to cost some kind of money when you have added features and functionality because maintaining apps and doing updates costs a lot of money and it's not really realistic to assume that you can get all of these things for free forever. Merlin is somewhat of an exception because they have been able to create the app from a massive National Science Foundation grant they were awarded as well as the huge backing that the Cornell Lab of Ornithology has with other sponsors and all the contributors and volunteers that helped them out. As far as how much space it's going to take up on your phone, the app itself with the basic functionality is only four megabytes. So it's really small and will easily fit on your phone. However, the additional packages that you can add in there will certainly add to that. So again, count for about 500 megabytes depending on the region that you're looking at. The final app on the list is called iBird Pro for Birds of North America, and it has the word pro in it for a reason. While apps like Sibley and Audubon for North America cover around 800 species, iBird Pro covers 940 species as it also includes birds found in Hawaii. Not only are you getting both drawings and images for birds, you're also able to zoom in on those images, get a suite of different sounds for each bird, and the part that I think is really cool, 
It has a field marks layer to turn on and off the important ID characteristics on the bird to better help you hone in on those features and correctly ID the bird. There's definitely some teaching and education going on when you're using an app, but this feature steps that up a notch by helping you figure out not only the important parts to hone in on, but also how to use them as you're identifying a bird on the spot. iBird Pro also has an awesome search function to allow you to sort birds by prominent colors, habitats, shapes, sizes, and more. So if you want to search by prominent features on a bird head, like a crest, you can search for crested birds. And you might not know this about me, but I love crested birds like Northern Cardinals and Stellar's Jays. But because of these features, as well as integrations to back up your field notes and use the app completely offline, it's a really quality app for those birding in North America. And you'll note I mentioned using the app completely offline, which means all those wonderful features have to be downloaded onto your phone, taking up a whopping 1.85 gigabytes. Yikes. Now, if you aren't ever planning on using a physical guide and you have plenty of space on your phone, so you don't take a ton of pictures and videos or you back them up regularly or you have a cloud to enhance your storage space on your phone, but if not, this is going to be a big limiting factor for this particular app. So those are the five birding apps that other birders have recommended to me to use or that I personally use myself. It's important to mention that this list is in no way comprehensive of the bird apps that are out in the world today, nor does it mean that those other apps aren't also great. But when I asked a bunch of fellow birders about the apps that they use when they're out birding for identification specifically, these are the most common ones that popped up. A couple of other apps I wanted to mention for other parts of the world are Ornito and Sunbird. Ornito was created by Dominique Ramique, and it's a fun, free, and useful bird app that covers nearly 4,000 bird species in 120 different countries. This app doesn't give you detailed descriptions of the birds you're seeing, but rather shows you images of the potential bird and compares it to other similar birds for fast bird ID while you're in the field. Sunbird is the suite of apps I used when I lived in Germany and is great for country-specific bird identification guide apps. So if there's a country you're not seeing with a bird app, such as Sunbird, search for Sunbird as they continue to grow their list as well as the available languages you can use within the app. This particular app isn't free and while the prices of certain countries are really reasonable, some of the continent-specific ones can be pretty pricey. So there you have it. Do you have any bird apps on your phone? I'd love to know which ones you like most and find most helpful when you're in the field. Join me on Facebook or Instagram at at Birding Tools and send me a message. I'd love to hear about it. Thanks so much for tuning into the Birding Tools podcast, and I hope this material was helpful to you. To access the information about the content I've mentioned in the show and the show notes, visit our website at birdingtools.com. Next week, I won't be releasing a new episode as I'll be spending time birding and prepping for the next 10 episodes of the podcast, but join me again the first week of December for some other great content that I've got planned for you. If you enjoyed this episode and want to get updates on the latest Birding Tools has to offer, subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening now. See you next time.